Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need, and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. It has been a while since I have done an interview, but I'm so excited to be back. This week, I have a very special guest. I have on Megan Morganti, who is the founder, CEO, editor-in-chief of her own fashion magazine, which is super, super cool. She's also a fellow Summers High School alum, which is super awesome. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. So Megan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today, Sammy. I'm honored. Yeah, so I'm super excited to talk to you today. Yes, and thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I'm super excited to sort of just chat a little bit about what sort of, and you can answer this question now, sort of like what inspired Mm -hmm. you most to go off and do sort of your own thing? You know, I know Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is sort of a big thing right now, but I think what you've done in terms of your your magazine, you can go into this as much as you want. It's sort of changing the game in the fashion industry. So can you just touch on that and sort of touch on what inspired you to do so? Mm -hmm. So I have been infatuated with fashion ever since I was younger. So all throughout high school, you know, our high school had a fashion program. So I would be in that fashion room for hours in a day. I would spend hours in there just either looking at magazines or just kind of, it was my safe space. It was somewhere where I felt I could be fully myself and just kind of let myself be creative. So when I was flipping through the fashion magazines and ever since I was younger, there's photos of me holding magazines and just reading them. And I've always been a little bit curvier, which is fine. That's my body type. But when I would look in the fashion magazines or even at the models walking on the runways or anything like that, I never looked like them. And I never looked like the Photoshop versions of these models. And to be quite honest, a lot of the times the models don't even look like that in person because it's Photoshopped and retouched. So my whole goal was to create a magazine where People who don't typically fit into that tiny mold that the fashion industry has created, I wanted to create a safe space for them where you can fit into this industry. It's not all double zero size women. You can be a size eight and feel beautiful and empowered and amazing in clothes and still love fashion. So that's kind of where it all stemmed from. I've had eating disorders ever since high school, it was kind of just like an endless cycle. I would lose weight, gain it back, 
lose it, gain it back. So it was just super unhealthy for me. And I just, I was trying to obtain this body type that I just wasn't built for. If you look at baby photos of me, I was always chubbier, always. I was always a little bit curvier, which is fine. That's my body type. I was not made to look like a model or, you know, somebody who the fashion magazines would typically consider the standard beauty type. Because quite honestly, if every single woman in the United States did the same diet and the same exercise, we would all still look different because that's just body composition. Mm -hmm. So that's really where it all stemmed from, from my own personal experiences. And I've been in the fashion industry for about four or five years now. And I've worked for different magazines and I've worked on photo shoots and during fashion week. And I have seen things and heard things that just appalled me that I never want to create a space like that for my workers or anyone who reads my magazine. I want it to be a safe space somewhere where you can go to and feel like I look like that girl in Noemi magazine. I look like that. So that's really where it all came from. Yeah, I love that so much. And I just think it's just so needed right now. Because I know for me, like I definitely in my own brand, I'll sort of be more open about like mental health and stuff like that. But I feel like this is something that it's becoming more like quote unquote popular. But I feel like especially in like magazines and like stuff like that, that is like a public public thing. Mm -hmm. It's not mentioned a lot. So I think it's so beautiful that you decided to do that. I want to sort of ask you because Mm -hmm. obviously, you know what Somers is like it's a very Mm -hmm. you know small town not many people sort of the same type of person um so what was it (laughs) what was it sort of like when you were like I want to produce my own magazine what sort of how did that thinking become and sort of how did you Mm -hmm. realize that you sort of had that potential to create your own magazine to run to begin to run pretty much an empire Mm -hmm. and sort of begin to do all the things you're doing right now So growing up in Somers, you said it best yourself. A lot of the people are very much, I wrote something the other day. It's like lookalike clones of themselves. And I always felt like, even growing up, I still look at photos to this day of me and my friends standing next to each other and I just don't look like them. And that's fine, but I just never felt like I fit in anywhere in Somers. Like, my last year in high school, I would eat lunch either in the fashion room or the nurse's office. Like I just didn't feel like I fit in. And I remember my senior year of high school, I started a fashion blog. It didn't go anywhere, but I had it for like maybe three months because I got bullied endlessly for it. People would make videos about it on Snapchat and Instagram and just ridicule me endlessly for it. And it was something that I was proud of at the time. And it might have not been as big as Noemi is. But to me, it was something special and people just tore me down for it. And it was something that like will always stay with me. And I honestly was really nervous to start Noemi because going through something like that once before kind of scarred me a little bit. But I think that when I started Noemi, I was at the Fashion Institute of Technology. And when I tell you that that environment is night and day compared to Somers. Everyone there is so diverse, so different, so open-minded. It is a completely different atmosphere that I just felt like I can do anything that I want. And 
people will be supportive of it. My classmates will still love me even if this doesn't go anywhere. No one is going to make fun of me for wanting to, you know, kind of expand the fashion industry a little bit. Like a lot of, a lot of the time in a small town, not just Somers, a lot of people have a very, very similar and close-minded mindset where if you're not doing what the status quo is, then get out. What are you doing? You know, you don't fit in here. And I felt that all throughout high school. And I've never considered myself to be a typical person. I think I'm a little quirky and that's fine. That's who I am. I've learned to accept that. But, you know, growing up in a town like that definitely wasn't easy. But now that I'm in New York City and I'm with people who I think accept just all walks of life so much more. It was so much easier, honestly, to start knowing me in an atmosphere like that. Yeah, I think that's so true because especially because like you, you know, you are at FIT. And so it's sort of, I feel like just FIT in general is becoming a much more, you know, diverse and sort of they understand sort of like Mm -hmm. what is needed right now in the world. And I feel like that's just so important is to have that community behind you and standing behind you and saying, no matter what happens, like we're going to be here to support you. Mm-hmm. What was sort of like your, you know, like obviously you've had tons and tons of support and, you know, you so many people are behind you, but like initially what was sort of like your family and friends reaction to you being like, Hey, like I want to launch my own magazine, you know, and just like do this whole thing. Yeah. Initially, see, I am a very fiery, passionate, impulsive person. That is my nature. I have been like that ever since I was younger. So when I put my mind to something, it's something that is going to get done and I'm going to do it irregardless of what anybody says. I don't care. So like I've always had kind of a particular mindset where I just kind of go for things. I don't really hold back in terms of my beliefs and what I want to do. So (laughs) When I started the magazine, my friends were supportive. I, they all, I have amazing friends, you know, the ones I'm still friends with here in Somers and my friends at FIT, absolutely the best. My family, I think they want the best for me. So I think they were just a little bit like, oh, confused. Like that's a big thing to do. You're a full-time student. Like, are you going to have time for this? And I think now we're even like, okay, like, do I need an agent? Like now it's becoming so much bigger than like I can even handle myself. So initially it was a big question. Can you handle this? Can you take this on? Mm -hmm. Can you take care of yourself and do a magazine and go to school? But I've learned to manage it. It's not easy, but I've learned to manage it. And it's early mornings, late nights, but it's something that I love. It's like my baby now. So like I wouldn't have it any other way. But initially there were definitely some questions. But I think now that people are more assured that it's something greater than what we thought it might have been, I think people are definitely more open-minded to it. Yeah, for sure. And I think honestly, like just in general, mm-hmm. today's society, it's like when people start something, it's like, oh no, like you shouldn't do that. Like mm-hmm. you have to work for someone else. Like you, yep. that's how we know things, you yep. know? And, so I think- and I just have that personality type where I just can't see myself working a nine to five under maybe, maybe one day. I don't know. I'm not writing it off completely, but I just, I'm a very independent, creative person and I kind of go my own route with things. So that's just always been my mindset that like, I want to do things kind of my way. So 
I don't know. That's just kind of what I always felt. No, for sure. And I feel like we vibed so similarly because I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like I sort of said to myself, I was like, I cannot be in a nine mm-hmm. to five where I'm not doing my own thing because right. I just could not handle that. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I can sort of change up what I'm doing a lot. And so I'm like, I can't just sit down at a desk and do the same thing the entire mm-hmm. day. It's just not what right. I want to do. So I totally get that. Yes. Where do you sort of like, what are your plans for the future? Like, what do you want to do with the magazine? Do you want to sort of expand something else? Like what are your goals and your dreams for all this? So I recently am filming a documentary on, I had the opportunity to film a documentary on the magazine. So we're currently working on that now. And that's something that I never even imagined to happen, but I got reached out to for a film festival and that's something that is absolutely crazy. So in my mind, the sky is the limit because I wouldn't have thought that a year ago that, okay, like I'm starting kind of this magazine, like, okay, maybe my classmates will read it, family members, that's fine. But I never dreamed of it being something this kind of enormous. Yeah. So I think that I really want to get it. So it's in print. So you can get it on my website, but I really want it to be on newsstands. Like that's a big goal. That's something that I've been wanting for a really long time. And I just, for this issue, I started my own team. So now I have like a beauty editor, beauty director, senior photographer. I have three interns with me. So I'm starting to kind of build a small team and hopefully be able to develop an office space within the next six months and be able to actually have a place where that says Noemi Magazine, like on the door, like that's like the ultimate goal, but um, maybe expanded in different countries. Like who knows? Like, honestly, I'm a dreamer. That's just like, I've always been that way. Like I don't really set limits because if you fail, what's the worst that's going to happen? In my opinion, like, okay, you may be disappointed. You may lose a couple of bucks, but if you tried, then you know that you tried. And in my opinion, that's a success in its own that you even try to achieve something like that. So if you want to go after something, absolutely do it. Do not hold back. And if it ends up working out, absolutely amazing. Manifest that. But if it doesn't work out, that's fine. You tried and that's honorable in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Wow. I like wasn't expecting that. Now I'm like, you know, so fired <laughs> up. Amazing. I love oh, that. Thank you. And I think it just honestly, like you from the beginning, I know I found out that you launched a magazine through Perch and then mm-hmm. you know, from there I just started following and stuff like that. And it's honestly just been such a huge inspiration to me to sort of just like go after the thing, like stop talking about it and like, just like go after it. So what Thank has you. sort of been, yeah, of course, what <laughs> has sort of been, you know, like how have you seen it making an impact on others? Like have you, you know, sort of met new people who you didn't mm-hmm. know before and stuff like that. So just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I get emails mainly every day from people, whether it be, people with young daughters or young girls themselves reaching out to me and just being like, I just wanted to let you know that this magazine means something to me and you're doing something that relates to a lot of people. And that in itself is everything. That's everything that I've ever wanted because that is to my, this is all basically dedicated to my younger self. To young Megan in high school who felt like she did not fit in to save her life, anxious constantly, just wanting to be a size four and fit in with like the cool girls. 
which, okay, that wasn't my journey, but I am still amazing in my opinion. So, you know, I think that my whole goal and my whole mission is to make people realize that even if you don't fit into a particular mold, you still fit in somewhere. Somebody wants you. Somebody loves you. There's somebody out there who appreciates you. And that is my whole thing. Yeah, that's what I've always wanted when I get emails like that. And I think when the documentary comes out for the film festival, like that's also going to be a big catalyst for people kind of hearing the story a little bit. Because I think when you read it on the About Me page on my website, like that can only do so much. And I think when maybe they hear this podcast, it might help a little bit, kind of spark like, okay, that's why she did what she did. Yeah, so I've experienced a lot throughout my life. And I think that my experiences, although some painful and some not so pleasant, I wouldn't change any of it because then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I don't think I would be the fiery, independent, like passionate person that I am if I didn't experience those things in high school. Yeah, 100%. A hundred, hundred. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more. I literally have those right now. It's, it's wow. I think our stories relate a little bit. Yeah. Which, you know, I think that maybe, and quite honestly, I think about this a lot. I think that a lot of people in high school stories related. We just all were going through different things that we all felt a little lost. And regardless if you sat at the cool kid table, you might have felt like, okay, like I am sitting here, but I don't feel like I fit in. You know what I mean? I feel like, especially in a small town, it's very easy to get caught up in all of that. And I think that we all have different paths and different journeys and your life doesn't stop at high school. I can promise you that to anybody listening. High school is a tiny little period. And if you're going through it right now and you're having a hard time, I can promise you that you'll get past it because I never thought that I would get past that point. And for me, that was not a pleasant experience. I did not have a good high school experience. So I can say that for sure, that you will get past it. You will do great things and use that strength and use that power that you developed and use it for a greater good. Mm -hmm. So good. Wow. (laughs) This young girl listening to this and she just sort of, you know, I know you touched this a little bit, but she just sort of feels like out of place and and she doesn't even feel like herself anymore you know and she just feels nothing she just doesn't belong anywhere and she's wondering you know how can she sort of feel better what is your best advice for her Mm -hmm. so my best advice would probably be because I I was that girl I felt like I'll never forget it it like I'm hopping back to sophomore, junior year of high school where I felt absolutely hopeless. I just, I was depressed. I had my anxiety was just through the roof. I felt like I could not handle going to school anymore. Like I wanted to like, like every day going to school, I would cry on the way there. Like I just hated it. And I can honestly tell you that be true to yourself. Never, and I mean never, give in to do something and Be someone who you're not. Walk in the hallway and be like, I am me. You don't have to like me. And that's fine. That's completely fine. We are going to leave this place in how many years? I don't know how old this girl is, but how many years? And I may never see you again. And we're all going to have separate lives. And this place isn't going to define who I am. Because when I was younger, 
that is what I believe that if I'm not cool in high school, then I'll never be cool. Then I'll never. And what is cool to me now? Cool is being nice to people and being cool is being a decent person in high school. Being cool was being the jerk and being just (laughs) thinking you're above everybody else. But now to me, being cool is holding doors open for people and remembering people's names and being a decent person. So remember that and think to yourself, okay, I want to be cool. Let's be a good person today. And let's change somebody's life because we are all going through it. I don't care who you are. Something is happening in your life that could be affecting you negatively. And my whole thing is just be kind to each other. Be a good person. Be true to yourself and be cool in the way that you're helping yourself and others by just being a good person. That's all I can really say. I mean, for the longest time, I related being cool to this concept of, okay, well, I have to wear like the coolest things. I remember in fourth grade, these little girls in my class, they had a club called the Ugg Club. (laughs) And I didn't have Uggs at this point because Uh they were expensive. And I was, you know, we our shoe sizes were changing constantly. So I just didn't have Uggs and they wouldn't let me in the Ugg Club because I couldn't either afford whatever. I just didn't have them. So to me growing up, I learned that from a very young age that being cool was fitting in with that particular group and having the thing that everybody has. And I would beg my parents constantly when a new thing would come out and I'd be like, I have to have the juicy sweatsuit. Like everybody has one. But no, being cool is being true to yourself. My friends now, the friends who I have still from Somers and the friends who I have at FIT are all the most unique, amazing people in the world. And they all stay true to themselves. None of them are followers. I am attracted to the people who are leaders and who kind of are in their own and don't necessarily follow somebody else. Yeah. So that's basically, I kind of went on a tangent there, but so, that's my so best good. advice. So <laughs> yeah. And I also feel like, you know, when you are true to yourself, whether it's in middle school, high school, college, whatever, you find like your people, you know, mm-hmm. like you may become friends beforehand with people who like, you just need to be friends with because you just need friends. Right. But when you become true to yourself and you sort of just do your own thing, it's like you find the people who are willing to actually support you 100% and who are willing to be there for you whenever you need it. And mm-hmm. just they're as real and as true to themselves as you are you, you know? So I think that's so, so, so important. Mm-hmm. I want to roll into the final question of the podcast, which is something mm-hmm. that I ask every single guest who has ever been on the podcast. So mm-hmm. based off the title of the podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passion? <laughs> one tip that I would give to all the dreamers out there is kind of keep going because dreams don't happen overnight. That's something that I learned in a hard way because I am one of those people who I'm like, okay, let's get it done. Let's do it. And I kind of expect results immediately. And I've had Noemi for a year now and it's taken about that time to get to the point where I am kind of a successful place and it didn't happen overnight. There were long nights. I stayed up until five in the morning working and just planning everything and executing and reaching out to people and, you know, staying true to who I am. My biggest thing would just be to keep going because you will get there. I can promise you if you keep working, do not quit. 
everything that I've ever done in my life that I've quit or kind of didn't put my all into, I've always kind of looked back and I was like, I wonder what could have been if I kind of stuck with that thing or if I kind of kept going and I didn't let the hard times and the difficult defeats get to me because, you know, I think that's something that we can all relate to that when the hard times get tough, that we all kind of, you know, maybe sink to those defeats. But my advice would be to rise to the occasion and to really grow into your own and just empower your own self. You can be your own idol and your own superhero and kind of break barriers on your own. So my best advice, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Don't give up. Don't listen to anybody who's maybe talking down to you or saying you can't do it. Keep going. That's my best advice. (laughs) I love that. So good. This interview has been so beautiful. Probably one of the (laughs) best ones that I've done. Oh, thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you on social? So my social media account, so my personal one is Meg underscore Morganti. So M-E-G underscore M-O-R-G-A-N-T-E. And then the magazine's Instagram account is The Noemi Magazine. So that's where you can find us on social media. Our website is com. We just released our new issue. So super exciting. So yeah, that's where you can find us. Yes. And go to <laughs> Megan. She is absolutely the best, sweetest, best person ever. Megan, thank you so much once again for coming on. I really Thank you so it. much for having me. It's been lovely talking to you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Those of you listening, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and let us know what you thought of the episode in a screenshot on your Instagram story. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned as well. Do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.